everybody. This is Pastor Chad. Welcome to The Way Radio Live, The Way R122 Ministry Live. Uh, today's message is Weapons of Warfare, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, uh, the scriptures that this message is based on. Uh, why don't we pray and we will get right into the message. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity once again uh, to gather as brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, from different places in the world. And Lord, I just ask that you would bless this message today, that it would be uh, edifying for believers, that it would touch their hearts, and that it would also uh, touch the hearts of those who may not know you that are still uh, lost in the darkness of this world, seeking truth. <clears throat> and I pray that you would just uh, do a mighty work through your today and through this message. And we just thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' precious and lovely name, amen. You know, I tend to keep going back to the same type of subjects, and I often ask myself, you know, why is that? Why do I keep going back to the condition of the modern church, uh, the things we're dealing with as a society, spiritual warfare, uh, prayer, anxiety, depression? Uh, I think it's because these are just things that are so prevalent and common in the times in which we live. And I think that's why the Lord just keeps bringing me back to these same subjects so that we can address them uh, in different ways and we can grow and be strengthened from them. So today's message is weapons of warfare. It's based on 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. I want you to think about something. The term relative truth is something that's been around for quite a few years now in our society. And what it is, is it's the rejection of absolute truth, which is the word of God. It's really calling lies truth and truth lies, calling good evil and evil good. This insanity is a hallmark of a society that is in rapid decline. Isaiah 520 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light, and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. If you remember during the COVID hoax, the definition of vaccine was changed when it was shown that the mRNA gene therapies did not meet the definition of a vaccine. Because of rampant corruption, it is becoming the norm to call false true and true false in attempts to justify false narratives. This last week, the U.S. economy crumbled to the point of meeting the historically accepted definition of a recession, proving that we are now in a genuine economic recession. As a result, the government simply changed the definition of the word recession. Wikipedia, a, tool, a known tool of the left, changed its, changed its definition of the word recession overnight in order to change what was true one day into something that was false the next. You can go online and see the proof of this. They literally changed the, the historical definition of what a recession is so that they would not have to say that we are currently in a recession, that they have destroyed the, the economy to that point. But it's just an example of how truth is changed according to whatever narrative they need it to meet. For Christians, the truth is everything. Our faith and trust, all that we believe, all that we are, the promises our faith and hope are grounded on are the foundation 
of absolute truth. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. So how do we fight back against such blatant corruption and insanity? And this is just one of the issues that we're dealing with nowadays, especially as Christians. But how do we fight back against such blatant corruption and insanity? How do we make a stand for truth amidst a sea of lies? Let's look at 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. It says, For although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh, since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. The flesh is our temporary condition. We are in the world as believers, but we are not of the world. The flesh, the world, is contrary to the spirit. The human condition since the fall is one in which the flesh oppresses and stifles the spirit. The unregenerated spirit is actually considered dead. Ephesians 2, 1 through 2 says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously lived according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. <clears throat> so much was lost because of sin and separation from God at the fall. There is so much of creation that sin has cut us off from, so much of God and the spiritual heavenly realm that we are not even aware of because of that separation. There is so much going on around us that we are unaware of, so much happening spiritually that our senses have been numbed to. The world is consumed with entertainment, amusement, and distraction because humans are born with a sense of loss, longing, emptiness, etc. An underlying sense that something is wrong, something is missing, and life is out of sync with creation and out of sync with our Creator. This is why anxiety and depression are so common. Addictions arise from this state of anxiety and depression. The world system revolves around creating a sense of wellness and peace in a world where they cannot exist because of sin and decay. Possibly the worst situation for a human is to obtain all that the world has to offer only to realize the anxiety and unease, the disease of the human condition is still there. I believe this is why so many of the world's elites are drawn into depravity and darkness, the works of evil, because of the panic of realizing that in spite of having it all, they have nothing that is true and lasting. The gnawing angst of the human condition is still there. They are still in the flesh. They are still only human flesh, dead in the spirit. We do not wage war according to the flesh. I'm just going to take this portion of scripture piece by piece. We do not wage war according to the flesh. We refers to believers, those who are in Christ. We see and experience creation, the world, and life differently than those of the world. The world only has one perspective of the flesh. So all attempts to address the sufferings and struggles of humanity, the war to overcome the human condition, are waged according to the flesh. Much of the modern church has this perspective as well. The prevalence of a humanistic worldly view in the church is evidenced through things like recovery 12-step programs, yoga, psychology, new age, etc. 
They sneak into churches easily because of a worldly rather than biblical viewpoint on life and the human condition. A recent poll discovered that at least 60% of pastors admit to not holding a biblical worldview. Sadly, many of them have no idea they are in grave error because they have been in a church system that has for so many years functioned from a worldly viewpoint. Years of watering down the gospel, of attempts to present the Christian faith in a way that is comfortable and acceptable to a worldly palate. A fleshly palate has led to this. I recently received an email, in fact, today from a man who is struggling with the fact that his church has been drawn into bringing in a 12-step program. Folks, that is one of the glaring examples of a church not having faith in the power of the message of the gospel, the authority and sufficiency of Christ and his word. When you bring in something like that, it is a huge red flag that there is something seriously wrong with your church and with church leadership when these things start creeping in. And this man has been attending this church for years. He's tried to show the leadership the error that they're making, and they simply don't care. It is happening over and over and more and more all throughout the church. If believers do not wage war according to the flesh, then how do we wage war? We wage war spiritually. We wage war by faith, by the will and the power of God, through prayer, led and empowered by the Holy Spirit, according to the word of God. Since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, is the next part of the scripture. To battle in the flesh is to attack the symptom rather than the disease. To fight a single enemy soldier hand to hand, and then the next one, rather than attacking and destroying the base that commands and controls them. Again, a glaring example of battling according to the flesh is recovery programs, which do not lead to victory in a spiritual and eternal sense. You keep coming back. Keep coming back is something you hear every time you go to a 12-step meeting. You keep coming back because the flesh is in control and there is no victory and freedom. 